Welcome back to Distinct Nostalgia by MIM. More than a podcast. Brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mersey Care NHS Foundation Trust. Staying well, staying home. Last spring, we lost one half of the great comedy double act, Little and Large. On the 2nd of April 2020, Eddie Large died from COVID-19. This is part two of Little Remembers Large, Sid Little's conversation with Distinct Nostalgia's Caroline Hayward. I find it really interesting that you're saying that the telly wasn't your kind of where you felt most comfortable. No. Were you, when when your series, because your series ran till 91, was it, was, it? It was, yeah, it was a 77 to 91, yeah. Which is yeah. huge, yeah, absolutely yeah. massive. I didn't realise that it had ran so yeah, long yeah. when I was doing my research. Um, well, but, the thing is, we, I think they were looking for someone to replace us because Saturday night on television, prime time, is a hard slot to fill. Yeah, you've got to be in those days squeaky clean. You can't be blue, which a lot of the comics of the day were, and you know that, that that's that that would they couldn't fill that slot, and they were looking desperately to replace us, the BBC, because that's one we never felt. We fit it, although we did well. Don't get me wrong. When did you move to the BBC from, or was it always BBC? It was no. We did our first show with ITV, yeah. Thames Television. Yeah. We replaced Up Not, but when, uh, it was our, um, it was Michael Hurl, a producer. He used to do uh, Top of the Pops and all that, and he used to do a thing called, um, oh, they used to go around the summer season in the summer and do uh, summer summertime Sometimes special. special. Yeah. And we did a few of those. And yeah. We, 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 I think we was in Bournemouth or somewhere and we stormed them this night, you know. And Michael came into the dressing room, the tent, I should say, and he said, uh, he said, hi, right, boys, I suppose you're doing another series for Thames, aren't you? And and like we'd gone from nowhere and, you know, it, it was a success. It wasn't, it didn't die, you know what I mean? Mm. It was a, and he said, well, we, you know, we, we don't know. I said, what do you mean you don't know? You know, he thought it well, should have grabbed you straight after you'd done the first one. So, well, we don't know our agent. You know, um, hasn't been said they've not come back yet. So he said, "Is it all right to approach your agent?" Which they have. You know, said, "Yeah, so what you can, yeah." So he did, and the next thing we've got a three-year contract with the BBC. Um. So that's how it was. And Philip Jones, who was the head of Thames Television, never forgave us. He said, "You know, like we did the dirty." Hang on, no, you didn't. Review, you know, they didn't because you snooze, you lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Do you like that one? Yeah. Have you not heard that before? Yeah. You do, yeah. So when when all that was um, potentially coming to an end in ninety one, mm. was there was it a bittersweet? Um, well, it, it see a lot of acts. Well, not a lot, but I've never found it hard to sort of come down. Because you, you can't stay on the top forever. Mm. You can't, you know. Some maybe do it. Terry Wogan, people are brilliant. But that's a different ballgame. Comedy, you know. Anyway, so it was hard to stay there. And I, I never felt it was a problem. I never felt, oh, you know, where am I going to go now? What You know, oh, am I going to earn a living? This, that and the other. I, I just, like I told you early on, when I became myself, it was hard when Eddie was ill and uh, we realised it was the end of Little and Large. That was, um, like I say, um, that was the mid-90s. Mm. Just after we'd done This Is Your Life, then 95, 
90s weren't very good for us, you know, Ill, uh, like Eddie with his health and everything. And it was really sad times, 90. They weren't, weren't good times. But it was also, I was changing into a single act. And it was very hard. But I never felt I wanted to, you know, oh, nobody wants me anymore. Mm. Uh, it, it's, very, it's very hard to, for some people. I mean, blessing Frank Bruno, I think he found it hard when... He wasn't the champion of the world anymore, and you know he, he, he had a nervous breakdown, I think, mm. and all that. So, well, people, um, I've talked to, a lot to other people about that. If you're not seen on telly mm. on a weekly basis yeah. or every so often, yeah. it's like you've disappeared. Yeah, it's yeah. like you no longer exist, and then you know, or that people perceive that if you're not doing a massive summer season mm. on the end of the pier, but you're yeah. doing one night at a working men's club mm. that that's not yeah. got the same kudos or no, that it's that's it yeah. but well, what, what are you doing doing here you know, yeah what, yeah why, why are you in this club here oh yes you used to get that and, the, and there's this there's that sense of well when you've I've got a there, mortgage to pay and I've got yeah, bills yeah. and well, actually I'm quite happy doing this exactly people assume maybe that it's that it's a negative yeah, thing yeah. and actually you know Nobody ever says to a plumber, why are you not plumbing anymore? No. What do you mean you're not a plumber anymore? <laughs> true, true. Why are you not plumbing anymore? But if you're not seen to be at the top of your game or or, or that, yeah. it, that it's somehow a negative thing, that it, people it, can't change or... Yeah, they change yeah, towards you mm. because, uh, as you've just said, like, oh, it's like now makes me laugh because being in the pub, it's like being in showbiz. I'm, you know, you never left. You're always, you're always asking when he was alive bless him how's Eddie you know mm. and he said oh yeah he's still alive he used to do you know and he used to go on uh, the, the shows that I'd open with you know I'd come on here say maybe on the pulpit and say like, good evening you know hands up all those who thought we were dead you know <laughs> and, and, and th this that and the other yeah but uh, it, 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 it never got me down that, no. that we'd come off the pedestal as it were it was other people that were upset for you Get back on telly. The crap that's on now, Sid. You and Eddie, you do this and brilliant. And there's no way, you know, when Eddie, like I say, was ill and that. And he, I mean, he was sort of a, a power, sort of run around the stage when we did the live yeah. shows. He, you know, and he just couldn't very do it. physical. Yeah. Um, and I don't think people always realise no. how much energy you is required oh, yeah. to stretch. keep an audience yeah. entertained. Yeah. They think particularly when you make it look easy. Yeah. But actually the energy required to perform for yeah. half an hour a, you know a, a summer season. Yeah. That's a massive amount oh, of Oh yeah. And it, but people don't realize as well it's not just you're on stage for half an hour or an hour. You've got to get there. So yeah. and we lived in Manchester for, for a long time and then we moved wherever but we still had to get to the venues yeah. and then you're either in a hotel or you stay over or this that then you've got to get to another gig and then as the clubs and that started dying in the in the late 80s early 90s the um, the work shrunk to one night stands rather than a week's work because the clubs like I say the working men's clubs were all going down and there was uh, there was what happened when Opportunity Knox died there was no um, outlet for new talent to get through uh, into that category 
Mm. And and then that's when the, the, the comedy clubs came and all this. There was no nowhere they could, you know, hone the skill mm. at comedy. Uh, it got really hard. And so it was it was a really that was the change, you know. Mm. Um obviously we've said about Eddie's ill health, that realisation that you weren't going to continue as your double act. And um is is it like going through a grieving process for that thing? I know you've said it didn't massively. Well, the, well we were both still alive, mm. and we both had our own lives to live. When we first split, it was like uh, getting divorced. Not that you know. I mean, we've always been friends, right, mm. from, as a teenage, and uh, and it was, and we got on well. You know, I, 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 when we first split, I didn't used to ring him for ages, and Eddie didn't ring me because it was like a. It was a breath of fresh air. Yeah. And we got on with our own lives. And then, as I said, I was trying to pick up the pieces because I still wanted to work and I had to work. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that was it because I had my family to, to, to keep and everything. And Eddie, uh, when he did, uh, after about, I think it was a 18 months or a year, when he started feeling better because it was a hell of a, an operation, mm. um, he started... Um, doing after dinner speaking which he's brilliant at I've seen him because he was clever he was a clever guy and uh, very talented and and it was uh, it, you know it, 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 he did well for, for a while but he couldn't do him anymore he couldn't it was too much mm. on the heart and everything yeah. and uh, Patsy's wife was worrying about him and, and they just retired more or less mm. and, and then I sort of as I said I, I wasn't enjoying it anymore and my wife uh, came into uh, the pub business um, oh, eight years ago or something like that. And, and so I'm, I really, I'm just yeah. come down when I want and uh, if I want a chat. It's a bit sad at the moment because we can't have a live cab. We usually have a, two bands on at weekend oh. and we have a, a, an open mic on a Wednesday, karaoke on Friday and Tuesdays. So it's a it's a it's a music it. pub yeah. rather than a, a sports pub, you know. Like they all have televisions. We've got one television which is never on, so it, we like it it's like more that. More live entertainment, and yeah, and we're keeping music live, yeah. Mm. And the bands that come are, are great, you know. But uh, you know, people when they come to the market, come over here, said, "Little wow, what are you doing here?" You know, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, oh get back at on the telly and all yeah. this and. You know, oh, is it strange? You know, I said, no, because people forget that we grow old like they do. Yeah, you know, they still think it's like Lauren Hardy. You know, when you see them, you think they're still alive, but they've been dead years. You know, Malcolm and Wise, their their things have been shown, so you they, they never die. No, they stay in that kind of, and you have yeah. that that image of them as you remember them. Yeah, when they were an important part you back, of your yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that that sense of actually, you know, most people retire at sixty five. Why exactly, do you yeah. not expect me? Why do you expect yeah, me still yeah, yeah. to be doing it till I'm, I'm you know, in now, yeah, yeah. And, 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 as I said, I, I I still got my guitar and pick it up now and again upstairs, but I don't, you know, uh, I still like the music part mm. of it, uh, but uh, I don't I don't miss it. I don't I don't miss it. I, but when I get offered like a TV, like I say, the Marigold Hotel. I was like that whether to take it and I thought oh and then I found out that the Crankies were doing it well me and the Crankies go back years we we did the clubs and that going back to them 
and so it was great I thought oh I've got someone to read I don't know the others but then when I got to know them all you know Stanley Johnson of all people uh, Stephanie Beecham she seemed to like me for some reason yeah my wife was quite worried (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) Uh, but um yeah and it it was a so when something like that comes up but there's too many reality shows now come dine with me and yeah you know after dinner this and you know, uh, we're not being offered Love Island. I don't know why. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you need to phone them about that. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I think though, though, some of those shows for me, um, the joy is seeing the people that you loved growing up. Yeah. And 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 seeing a different side to them. So I've just watched the the recent um, Marigold Marigold Hotel mm-hmm. one, and just absolutely fell in love with Susie Blake, yeah. who oh, I remember yeah. from the Russ Abbott That's show right, and the Victoria yeah. Wood show. But yourself on on Marigold mm-hmm. Hotel, my daughter adores you because uh-huh. she was just thought you were, and and we loved when you went to learn to cook. Oh yeah, that's one of my favourite yeah. moments from yeah. the the Marigold Hotel. Oh, and you went yeah. and you had your cookery lesson, and then yeah. you came back because I, we love India as well because we've been to India. Yeah. Well, me and my husband went, and then we've taken my daughter. So, so there's that element of it of actually seeing India. Yeah. But there's also the the joy of seeing people experience different things, yeah. and then and then thinking about their careers and hearing the stories of their careers and how they connect and what they've done I think it's well, it's amazing the reaction I got from that show it's, it's, it's more than me and Eddie used to get I'm sure you know these they still come up to me now oh Sid Marigold you were great you know and they always seem to remember the chicken when you know I, I'd never seen that I mean like um, uh, uh, for, for your listeners you know they, I, I was at a market and um, this butcher chopped a couple of chickens' heads off, and because that's the only way they could keep them fresh, isn't mm. it? Keep them alive till mm. they needed. Till they needed. And, yeah. and and that was it. But I'd never seen that. And I went to the market with um, Bob Champion, who was a, an ex-jockey, had cancer, and went on to win the Grand National. Mm-hmm. And and also um, Ian Cranky, one of the Cranky, who his dad was a butcher, and and Bob was a is a farmer. So they've seen it all before. Me, I was a townie and never seen that. And it, uh, oh, it, t- it turned my stomach. Oh my God, you know. Mm. And then the, the, the producer's going like this, and in the wings, he's got his hands. You know, because Ian said, It's not going to feed all of us this. And he says, Like that. He said, Oh, and another, not another two. No, no. You know, and uh, oh, that was weird. But, and, and the great thing I liked is I couldn't believe. I'm on a walkabout and all of a sudden I hear this dong ding sit out, where's that? And I walked round and there's like a um, an open it was like a shop without the window and there's a fella in the back, little old man on it on his haunches, you know, and with his legs crossed, which I could never do. No. <laughs> and uh, and I, I had a young kid with him with a little one and he's teaching him how to play the sitar and I went in and the camera's following me in, you know. And, and I eventually borrowed one for a fortnight uh, to see if I could play it, but no way. Uh, oh, but uh, I envi- I've got a guitar upstairs from India, so that's good. Oh, have you? Yeah. I think that's the joy, though, is seeing you experience... Um, what came across on that for me was how open you were to new experiences and actually... Um, something that you were passionate mm. about, then going and learning, yeah. you know... Um, 
the 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 cookery side and the and the guitar thing. I'd forgotten about the chicken the yeah. chicken oh, bit, but now that, you say everyone it, remembers that one. Yeah, yeah they, they all say, "Oh, great! You know, when are you going on again? When are you?" And then we went to Vietnam. As, as, uh, the, the one of the experiences I remember there was um, it was it was me. Wayne Sleep, Stephanie Beecham again. And, uh, <laughs> I'm surprised she let you yeah, go. Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> and who else? Uh, oh, uh, um, oh, what's she called? She's a chef, a big chef. Um, oh, Clarice. No, no Ro- Rosemary um, Shiner. Rosemary, yeah. That's right. And she was, oh, she was a bag of fun. I, and she told me off once, because I said, like, you know, Rosemary, you're very loud. She went, I'm not very loud. Oh, wow, you don't frighten me to death. And she was very loud. But uh, we, 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 Sort of, me and Wayne had to you never knew what you're doing from day to day you just said oh you're going swimming tomorrow oh great so you're thinking swimming baths Vietnam you know but you're thinking there must be a swimming bath so they put us on these two bicycles motorbikes on the back of them these bike riders took us to this bridge and it looked like the bridge on the river Kwai you know I thought oh we're going in the river you know they're putting us in the river and we're walking through this banana plantation and we got to, to the river's edge because uh, on the way we're asking uh, the river you know is it is it you know the river this way and, and they're laughing I said I don't like this why are they laughing so anyway we get there and there's all these little Vietnamese fellas just fellas running around with no clothes on it was a naked swimming it was a club but naked you know because you're going to a swimming club <laughs> and, and it was uh, they were like naked well Wayne oh my god you know he's like this oh and, it was so funny and we got in the water with them you know, we had trunks on we had trunks on and we got in the water but then they thought this was hilarious these fellas you know because they're in with us because it was a really fast flowing and I can't I'm not a good swimmer but the, and it's sort of uh, the, oh it's all muddy it was um, oh, was it meant to be therapeutic yes <laughs> well the thing is it's mud and they're picking this mud up off the bottom of the, the, the river and slinging it on our heads boom like this you know and uh, me and Wayne, oh my, we went along with it, but oh, it, was, it was scary that. It was, uh, but they, they were good as gold. And we got talking to them on camera, you know, on the, they've been doing it for years and years. But you, you really, I remember seeing the, uh, what's it called, the Deer Hunter and, you know, Vietnam films, and you can't get that out of your head, you know. No, this. Uh, me- scary. It's still, you know, we, and we, we ended up, we went, because we, we were living in, um, uh, um, oh, the north part we were in the Hanoi. communist part Hanoi yeah, yeah we didn't go to Sing, uh, Saigon or uh, Ho Chi Minh City now because um, uh, it was only there nine days uh, but uh, it was an experience again yeah an experience. and I suppose that's the joy now is that you have the ability to pick and choose that well I'll go and visit well, Vietnam because somebody's <coughs> given me the opportunity and if you don't want to do something well I'm, I'm, yeah well it's like yeah that's it I mean not well off but I've got a pension and, and that's good enough for me my wife's got the pub and she runs it and so uh, it, 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 it's, I'm happy mm. you know hopefully I can live a few years now and not have the strain of show business. Yeah. Because, uh, it, you know, and like I say, I can do, pick and choose what I want to do. Yeah. Because the travelling's a hard bit. I mean, that's why Eddie couldn't do it towards the end. There was no way. He said, you're going to have to pick me up from door to door if, if you want him to do anything, you know. We'll be back after a quick break. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. 
You feel me? Loading them up on it. It only takes structure. And, and you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean? Yeah, yeah. We all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying oh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. I'm trying oh, yeah. to get them on there. Yeah. We all artists, man. We go you feel me, we gonna have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit right now. I ain't gonna lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I ain't gonna lie, don't play with it. Don't play with it. No. Take that shit seriously. Looking back, I'm guessing there's nothing you'd really change. No, I I don't regret anything mm. in in show business. I don't regret anything we've done. We're very lucky. We were at the right place at the right time. And that because there was loads of double acts around when me and Eddie were in the sixties, loads of double acts that were as good as us, if not Daly and Wayne. There was one called. We thought that they'd, they'd have been took the slot that we took, but they they, they didn't. We we were the lucky ones. Mm, and then Tommy and Bobby took them a few years after us to get established, which they did, and then that was it. Wow, they went even higher than us. To be honest, they. They did a film, I think, uh, Boys in Blue, yeah. They did, yeah. 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 I did notice, actually, I was watching one of your, your shows. Did you film a lot round here? Oh, yes. Yeah, because yeah, I we, noticed the pier well, and... Well, we did the summer season, you were you doing say. the... Yeah, so and then... You, you always did two weeks uh, filming in where... And so they come to us. Yeah. The, the, the film unit would come to us and we'd they'd spend a fortnight up here but they, they'd s- s- recce it before they came and if it's like a Robin Hood one in, they'd find a forest somewhere around here if it was a, I remember us going to um, oh what's it called the railway station up uh, Carnforth oh Carnforth was that the briefing I watched that brief one today the briefing yeah. counter yeah. one well, yeah. well that was it where we did the thing and it, that was an experience but that, that's what they find all these and you drop, and then you come back and do the t- two shows a night on the pier or on the opera house and then next day you're up early doing the films I used to I love that bit I love the filming bit in in television but I didn't like the actual performing on on, in the theatre especially the 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 concrete donut down London, you know, Wood Lane, it was called, mm. and uh, and I, I I was nervous, especially, and I always remember we got a producer after Michael Earl and all that. We had a few, then we had one called Bill Wilson. He did Till Death Us Do Part, and he did quite a few, and it's smashing guy. Love he's dead now, bless him, and um, it, he knew I was nervous and everything. And he tried to figure out what it was, and we used to stand. Eddie'd be one side of the, 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 the in the wings on the left or whatever. I'd be on the right, and I give him t- you know time when the the clock starts and then five, four, three, two, coming to you, and, boom, boom, boom. and then you hear da da da, and you go down the steps like this, and uh, and and then meet up in the middle, and then you do what you'd rehearsed, and after about uh, two or three lines, I'd mostly forget or screw it up. And then we'd have to do it again, which that's the thing that. But Eddie was brilliant ad libbing, and he'd get out of it like that. And the ad libs were better than some of the scripts we got. But no, it had to be because the camera has scripts as well as the cameras. So it's got to be like that, and that's why. I mean, if I think it was round today, if we were at that age, you know, young, it'd be we'd be brilliant because just the ad libbing was fantastic. Eddie he was so clever, and um, but it, it was. It, you know, it, 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 uh, Billy 
reckon Billy Wilson, the producer, he said, Sid, I've got an idea, he said. You won't hear the clock, because that was he said, that was it. He said, you know, coming to you in 20 seconds. 15, 10, 9, 8, and I could feel you. 7, 6, 5, and it was dead. Da, 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 down, and that, that was me, stressed out. So he stopped the clock. You know, he, he didn't have the clock on. Don't don't say anything. As we said, when you hear the music, go. And I did, and it did. I still got it wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it was better. It wasn't as it bad. Helped. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a, and I suppose there's that sense of if it's a live show, you just roll with it, oh, and go yeah. with it, and then it then it's over. Whereas if you've got to stop, yeah. and everyone's like reset and there is that edge of oh no I've done it wrong what if it goes wrong this time it can be yeah well one of of the hardest things is um, I remember it was when um, let me think now it was it was the mid 80s I think it was and we when we're doing summer seasons and that uh, on our summer season our agent uh, had also had Michael Barrymore and Michael Barrymore would do our summer shows with us because uh, he he want you know he's like, all right Michael goes on and it was great at first because Michael was you know was um, was was unknown really when we had him on so it was good and he finished the first half of but then he started to do television and everything and he started to get stronger and stronger and and we had to say we 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 can't have him on the you know on our shows anymore he's too strong you let him top the bill himself do his mm. own. Oh, he's not ready yet. Anyway, the rest is history. You know, he did well. But um, what I'm saying, we had, he was our warm-up man for a while. And he, he, he was all right when when everything was going wrong. But when there's a ro- long break, which there was this particular night, he, he went into his act in the audience. Well, he stormed because, you know, it's out, out and all that, you know. And, uh, and we couldn't follow it. We had to, more or less the show we went through, but we had to redo it all again. You know, the week after because it was too strong. We we just couldn't follow it, and we said we can't have Michael anymore on that. You know, because he 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 wasn't a, he was coming. He was a and he was a people person, and yeah. so he was perfect for it. But you know, he was all right when he's just a where are you from and all that. But then when he started doing his act, that was it. You know, it. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that was hard. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but you know, it's hard to say sorry, Michael. But then he went on to boom. You know. Yeah. Only on Distinct Nostalgia. When I ran out of children's books, I used to read from Woman's Home. Who knew a four-year-old would be gripped by an article on cross-stitch? We're uniting the ages with Generation Games, a series of comedy and drama monologues and duologues coming exclusively to Distinct Nostalgia. Stories exploring connections, friendships and relationships between people across different age groups, beginning with Missing You, starring June Brown and Sam Barnard. Mum thinks I need protecting, but I don't need protecting from love. Pity that social worker of his can't do something useful for a change. Contact the noise abatement lot. Put in a complaint. I like her, I said, and then... Silence. What's the problem? I asked. She'll take advantage of you, Mum warned. Missing You by Richard Verjet with the legendary June Brown only on Distinct Nostalgia. More than a podcast. Dear Miss Jones, 
May I call you Clementina? Firstly, may I say how nice it was to meet you in the park yesterday. Distinct Comedy presents Letters from one Border Terrier pup to another. Apparently, socks that cannot accommodate toes because they have large holes where said toes should be fail to fulfil any real purpose. Based on true events seen through canine eyes. I now know that I'm definitely afraid of both heights and, not surprisingly, of big ladies. Dear Clementina, search for Distinct Comedy wherever you get your podcasts. Sincerely yours, Stanley Burke. Woof! Distinct comedy, fresh and original. Get kettle on Dotty and thriping. Have you heard about her at number 38? This is right. Emma, yeah, she's only gone and got herself an hot tub. Meet Florian Dotty by Janice Fryett. Two northern lasses who love a good goss. She's invited us round to help her christen it. You might need to trim your lady garden a bit. And they'll have a sideswipe at anything, from the neighbours and social issues to sexuality and social media. Gypsy queen? No, thanks, Satan. I'm on a health kick. Well, you don't look very healthy right now. You've got a funny colour. A distinct comedy presentation, only on Distinct Nostalgia. It'll be just like Love Island. Love Island? Are you kidding? Lesbian Love Island, more like if it's just us three. Listen by scrolling through the Distinct Nostalgia feed. Hello and welcome to The Likely Dads, a new series that looks at parenting from the paternal perspective. I'm always wary of people who plan kids. If your life's that structured, stay away from me, we're not going to get on. <laughs> a brand new show from the team behind Distinct Nostalgia. I'm Tim Vincent and each week I'll be joined by my fellow Likely Dads, Mick Ferry and Russell Kane, as well as a series of special guests to discuss different aspects of fatherhood. When a man has an urge to have a, a child, it's not spoken about much, women sort of own this area. <laughs> we're sort of open it was going to be like the old films I watched where I'd just have a pipe and I'd be in a study. You just go, you're going to see your father now for ten minutes. <laughs> Hello, children, what have you been up to today? I'm not interested. All right, off to bed. <laughs> An MIM production for BBC Radio 4. We hope you'll join us and subscribe to The Likely Dads on BBC Sounds. Distinct comedy. Fresh and original. Hello, officer, I want to report a robbery. A new series about the secret world of nocturnal security. Yeah, I ordered a Chinese from the Golden Moon and they forgot to send me a can of Coke. A distinct comedy presentation. Well, yeah, I consider it an emergency. I'm gasping here. That idiot on the day shift stolen the last of my flicking tea bags. Barry Pigeon protects. Well, I'm telling you, if you lot don't sort this out, it's going to be like big trouble in little China down here. Follow the exploits of Barry Pigeon, the best night security guard in Chorley, as he discusses everything from his wife... She was too big for Zumba, so she signed up for Bumba. It's like Zumba, only they just sit on their arse and flap their arms around a bit. ...to his favourite food. I love eggs, bloody love them. Poached, scrambled, fried, <laughs> scotched, cream. I love them all! From Andrew Birtwell and Kurt Brooks, starring Roe David McClelland, and guest-starring Royston Mayo and Bruce Jackson. Columbo meets Sherlock, that's me. Barry Pigeon protects. I know what people think about this job, but it's not all sitting on your ass, drinking brews and watching Challenge TV. Uh, I sometimes bring a book as well. Watch now at distinctnostalgia.com. Take 23. Distinct Comedy presents... Oh, hello. I'm uh, I'm Jolien Karp. I'm, uh, I'm doing a voiceover. Oh, hello. Experience a day in the life of voiceover guy. Take 13. I'm playing a pirate. Are you sure you're in the right place? Written and performed by Jonathan Kidd. Take 24. Aha! Splice the main brace, me hearties. Get on down to Captain Jacob's boat supplies. Sail is now on. 
Get it? Oh, good. Let's treat that one as a run-through. Aha! Available now on the Distinct Comedy Podcast. OK, then. Can we do a series of less piratical wild ahas in threes and we'll splice them on? That OK, Paul? The trials and tribulations of a life spent in voiceover. Sorry, I only have two lemon with honey. I'd like my coffee. I shall scream without a coffee. Eee! New and original comedy. Arr. Softer. Aha! Well, actually, on reflection, I'm not happy with them. I like what we had, all rough and piratey. Listen on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or I might have to give you a black spot. That was blood out of a stone. Won't use him again. Eh! I just want to ask you, what was the the first gig you did without Eddie, and how was that? Can you remember... Well, I remember, I thought I'd have a go after dinner speaking. This is the worst one, this. After dinner speaking, and I'm not very good at... Eddie's fantastic, he'd do a script and he'll get it off and then that's him, off he goes. And I, I had an idea what I was going to say and everything. And I took my guitar along and it was a luncheon, a lunchtime. And it was, a, I think it was Leeds, it was Leeds. And I think it was a Rhinos, it was a rugby club. So I said, is it... Is it uh, and it was lunchtime and, and is it is it a mixed audience? Oh, it's a mixed audience, yeah. Because um, I thought with, with the girls they like me. I used to do Gene Pickney and all that and everything, and it went down well. But anyway, so I go there and it's all fellas in it. And not only that, he said, "Oh, Sid, um, it's a, it was the start of the football, the World Foots. I think England were playing Sweden, and and they, they wanted to. They'll have, they said they'll have a soup, and then." Uh, you know, they'll, they'll uh, put me on, then they'll have some, then they'll put the screen down. So you've got to be finished by this, that, and the other. So it's all this pressure's building on me, and they're all all these fellas, and they're all drinking everything. And I went on, and I died on my backside, died, died. And the guy wasn't very sympathetic when I come off. He's, he's like saying, "Well, folks, you, you can have the video of that show if you want." You know, and they were very cruel. The, the guys in the audience were saying, like, uh, you know, I'm saying, like, uh, uh, I, I can't remember, but they were skitting at me all the yeah, time, and heckling, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I can't do it. You know, I mean, and and it it really hurt me. And I, I thought, what am I doing? And so I, I never did any after dinners after that. But I stuck to. Like the cruise ships were great for nine years. They got hard because the, the same thing. They wanted more. They want you to do more shows and travel further for it. Uh, I remember having uh, the QE2. Uh, it was uh, I'd done it a few times, and they said, "Sid, uh, the QE2 is going round the world on its last voyage. Uh, would you like to just do it for the last time?" "Oh yes. Are you doing anything next week?" "No, no, I'm not. Great. The other thing is, though, it's in Australia." Oh, yeah, and it's only four days to do. So they flew me out. I'd say I'd accept it, so I had to do it. So Because I'd think, I've not been to Australia. Anyway, so they flew me out. I went from Manchester Heathrow, Heathrow to Hong Kong, got off for an hour while they refuelled, back on Melbourne, Melbourne, got all my stuff off onto another plane to um, Tasmania, uh, Hobart, and got the, sh- the next day got on the ship, the cruise ship on the QE2 and then uh, I did the show that night I said I know you've had a long journey said no but you're on tonight oh my god uh, but I, I, I was I was in I was going to think oh 
I don't care if I die, you know. But I did, I did a storm, I was great, I was dead chuffed. A little old lady came up to me, she said, Sid, she said, you're a breath of fresh air to last night. She said, it was great. She said, I'm bloody fed up of Nessendone and all these, all these, <laughs> Nessendone, yo. They must have all singing, you know, and, uh, and, and all that. And that, that was great. And, and then we that, that that was what my first night, and that was it. Then we went to Melbourne, sailed to Melbourne. Then we sailed from Melbourne to Adelaide. I got off at Adelaide and flew from Adelaide, Melbourne, Melbourne, Singapore, an hour on the plane, Heathrow, Heathrow, Manchester. And it took me a fortnight to get over it. Because oh I, I didn't let myself coming back. You know, All that way, yeah. and how long was your spot? Uh, an hour. That's incredible, yeah. well, though. Well, two that... spots, actually, two sittings, but I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's incredible, though, that somebody... Yeah. Um, I mean, it's very flattering that somebody goes... Oh, yeah, well, we want I mean, imagine little, the price but... it must have cost them to yeah. get me there, you know. Yeah, and then and then to... Um, and I guess you don't get to see anything, do you? No, the Melbourne was about the only one I saw just for a little bit, and that was it. Yeah. And 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 with the, the same with that is that when you do somewhere that's live, unless you come off the stage and go straight home, mm. you're still on, aren't you? Yeah, you know, yeah. because people want to talk to you and people want to oh, share yeah. memories. Well, and well, that's what used to get me down with the ships was, I'm I'm not a big editor or anything like that. But by that time in the nineties, uh, no, two thousand in the in two thousand now, yeah, two thousand and three, I started doing them. And right through for nine years or whenever it was, ten years, and what got me was that that where I used to queue up with the with the people coming passengers on the ship and be, I said, oh, are you on? Yeah, you know, are you? Uh, where, have you booked? Have you come to see? So no, I'm I'm performing for you. Oh, great! You know, and all that. So then, as you say, you come off stage and oh, said, hey, uh, how's your mate? So you'd have a script ready, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Eddie, yeah, he's all right. You know, and all this, that, and the other, and 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 you do a chat and everything. But that was every night, every time. Uh, they ask you the same questions. How was your mate? You know, how's he doing? And all that. And it 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 it's sort of a. But I'm I don't mind that. I mm. I, I mean I've heard of stories of some uh, celebrities staying in the in the cabin didn't want to come out. They do the spot and that was it. You'd never see them again. You know, till they got off the ship, mm. and and I thought I, I'm not like that. I have to, and I don't mind it. I, I love it in a way. I've got yeah. you know, and uh, it, it, but it got me down because the ents managers, ents entertainment, the the bosses, the head, you know, the ones who were in charge of the entertainment who put you on, you know, they they, they were younger and all that, and they they couldn't care less, you know, who you was or anything, mm. and so I, not that I wanted any preference. It's just that a bit more. You know, I was doing things that, the, like Joe Bloggs, like the, the act that was on, couldn't do because they didn't know him until he'd done his spot. But I, I have got history. Yeah. And it wasn't appreciated, and I thought, oh well, I'm not doing any more. Yeah. And the journey's got harder, yeah. and and it, it really, you know, sort of did. did yeah, it was strong. Oh, they, they send you to, to get to say Barbados. You'd fly, as I say, from Manchester Heathrow, Heathrow to Miami, stay overnight, then get to Barbados. It was a five-day cruise, and then then you're back again, and then fly. And uh, it was, um, it's all that, and it, it really got hard. It's exhausting. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember seeing Bernie Clifton talking about Bernie because you've done an interview mm, with yeah. him. And uh, Bernie, I, I, it was five o'clock in the morning at Stansted Airport. I just got off and I was going 
on to, to some shit and um, all of a sudden you know this I hear this shout that oh no hooligan you know oh Sid Little if anyone on a, a five o'clock in the morning stands there I never thought I'd see Sid Little and it was Bernie bless him because he's in a band a brass band that goes around following England you know the football team uh, into all the different I think they're going to Romania or somewhere like that and uh, and he was he was going off to a flight yeah and that was Bernie lovely man yeah yeah, yeah. no I've I've been I've been incredibly lucky yeah. um having this time to chat to people about these wonderful memories that yeah. that um oh I could keep you there for I don't know how long we've been doing it now but <laughs> you, we you, are. You, you, we're only on an hour and a half oh my goodness your producer will be going mad yeah. oh my goodness he'll yeah. be quite quite pleased that yeah. it's that short my normal my normal length is like two hours yeah. so yeah unless so, when you pr- when you when you edit it together yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's not much editing yeah. required i don't yeah. think so uh, now i've absolutely thoroughly enjoyed listening to your stories it's Thank been you, an Caroline. absolute yeah. joy it's such a, a sad poignant moment that, that eddie can't be with us to chat and get both your memories together but um it, it, it is sad i mean because he was the he was the See, with him being a, a little bit older than me, and um, but in his, his memory is better than mine. Was bless him, and uh, and at, at someone had asked in here, they go like, "Hey, I remember seeing you at the so and so club in 1963." Blah blah blah. I said, "No, we never did that." This and so. I, I don't know, we'll know, Eddie. Eddie, did we ever do the blow and blow? Yeah, we did it in so and so. Oh, right, you know. So I, I miss that. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's a trivial little thing, but, you know, I miss all that. And, and, and now and again, like, oh, City, you know, they got, oh, they got beat. Oh, I better phone him up. You know, yeah. and, and he's not here anymore. Yeah, those, those things that yeah, you, you miss, those little miss, yeah. moments that you can't yeah. share with somebody anymore. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's. I mean, it he, he, he was lovely when I did the Barry Gold and things like that. They were, Oh, and I did Master Chef as well, and all that, and they were dead chuffed. You know, like, hey, Sid, really? Oh, you should win it. You know, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, and it was a, uh, it was very, you know, he, he wanted me to do well, you know, which was great. Because I, I thought, I, I suppose it was like keeping Little and Large alive, really. Yeah, and yeah. and you can't. Um, I mean, there's so many double acts or, or um, plays or yeah. films about double acts where there's there's a, a bad split and yeah. it's and it's not a friendly split or that actually to to still have that relationship well, it, it, and it, it was it was sad that the, we you know, were in we were in lockdown when he died April and we went down to see him when he was very ill and his, his second heart was failing that was it really he did get corona, but it, eventually it was the heart that, that killed him, the heart failure. But um, the last time I saw him, you know, bless him, I was, I was stroking his head and I thought, wow, you know, because he was, he was really ill. And uh, and then we weren't allowed, even Patsy and his son Ryan weren't allowed to go and see him. And that was must have been hard for them. Uh, I used to phone him up every day, and I think he liked that. Mm. And then eventually, the the day before he passed away, I phoned him up, you know, and he oh he wasn't no. And um, then he he passed away, he died, and um, we thought we won't be going to the funeral and all that. Anyway, we found out. I phoned up the police. Said, would I be all right to you know uh, drive from Fleetwood to Bristol? Because you're so long way, and he said, "Yeah, take the you know, precautions of whatever this." So we, 
me and Terry, we got sandwiches and everything, so we didn't. I filled up with petrol for the journey there and back. My son took us down there, he drove us, and we got down there and we saw the undertaker, and he said, yeah, it's fine. I had to do the eulogy, and I, I did the... Um, I did the early years, which they wouldn't have known about when I was, a, like I've just said to you earlier, mm. about the teenage life, and little things, and it wasn't long, but I did me bit. And the, they were all crying, you know, there was like his wife, Patsy, his two daughters, grandchildren, and, and me and Cherie, that was it. But it was a nice personal little little ceremony, mm. and it was so close, you know, we all knew each other. And then at the end, before that, Patsy had told me that he was wearing the suit in the coffin, a, a blue suit that was that we, you, I've got, I had one, and which I wore as well, that was our last performance on the Anton Deck show, but that was the last one show we ever did, you know, mm. and and so my, my closing thing was, oh, no, my closing thing was the, the coffin's there at the side of me, and I just said, well, old pal, you this is our last performance together, you all done. And, uh, and and that was it. He just <laughs> And now we're both going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you know, he, he, and he, and they were all in tears. I, I thought, what have I done here? And uh, but it, it broke broke you know, it, it was hard. Yeah, but I got there. But that's beautiful though, yeah. to have you know, so many people don't have yeah. that, do no, they? No. And um so yeah, and to have yeah. those that wonderful lifetime of memories to travel yeah. through your life with yeah. somebody. Yeah. Well, all I can say is thank you. That's been an absolute delight to talk to you. Oh, thanks. And thank you for sharing your time. Yeah, and sorry for making you cry. <laughs> oh, I love a good cry though. Um, no, I think it's I think it's beautiful to have those. Like I was saying, to have shared that lifetime with somebody and and have had all those experiences with somebody. Um, that's it's, a long time, like from being teenagers, that's a, a 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010, 2000, well, nearly 80 years, yeah, yeah. well, 70 years. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, no, it's a beautiful legacy that you've left as well. Of, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's, um, it, you know, I'm, I'm, people have said, oh, you're so humble, Sid, you know, I said, well, I'm just lucky to, to do what I've done, you know, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I won't swap it for the world. Uh, I, I remember when, it, as, as I say, I, I remember Eddie saying, going back, uh, when we, I said um, I got the sack from the decorating sh- job because I wouldn't work overtime because I was doing a show at night and the boss knew it. It's only a small firm. And I says, well, you know I'm working tax. Well, you're going to have to make your mind up whether you want to go in show business or you want to, you know, do uh, this as a living, a proper job. So... Uh, I went to Eddie that night and I said, uh, sh- you know, I, went, I, I said, no, I'm, wor- I'm doing it. So, you know, I, I said, pick your P45 up in the morning. Right, okay. So I went to Eddie that day to the, the job and I said, Ed, should we, can we turn professional? He said, well, we've not, we've got enough work, he said, but not too much. So I said, oh, you know, and all that. And, uh, I'd, you know, I'd love to sort of uh, turn pro. He said, no, no not yet. Okay. So the next day I went to the Youth Employment Bureau, which was then, and uh, uh, luckily it was winter time coming, but I got another job as a decorator. Brilliant. I was only there a fortnight, and Eddie says, we're turning pro. And I went, oh, no, because I, I, I loved this job. Yeah, I really did. He was a great boss and everything. 
oh no I don't want to turn pretty you know anyway I did and thank god I did because yeah. you know look what we got yeah and did your did your mum and dad get to see your my dad success? bless him that was another sad story my mum she saw she died in 85 so she, she was 72 but my dad bless him he never saw me he, he I'd been pro a year, 64 he died, he had a heart attack, um, yeah, very suddenly, it was at the Brooklyn Trades and Labour Club, well he'd been fishing all day and he, he rushed home, had his tea, rushed to the club, uh, sat down and he, he died like he said he wanted to go with a pint in his hand, he, and he just keeled over and mm. that was it, yeah. Oh. Oh, it's a shame if he'd kind of fostered that love oh, of music. Oh, he, he loved me. I remember going with my first girlfriend. He said, that's it. You know, Sid and Eddie's finished now. You will never, you know, and all that. He's poking the fire, you know. And he, oh, bless him. Yeah, he, he did. He, yeah. He got to see some of that, though. Some of Well, the... he, only the working, he, you know, yeah. he, he saw, he knew I had potential, I suppose. And when I met Eddie, he, he, he knew, you know, it was great, yeah. But, oh, sad, but he... Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, he's yeah. where Ed now is. <laughs> yeah, they'll be watching together. Yeah, they they'll be will. telling him all the stories. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, thank you ever so much. Uh, this uh, journey down Comedy Lane has been amazing. Thank Com you. Comedy Lane. Wow, I think this is a motorway. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long lane. Yes, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, that's brilliant. Thank you. Bless you. Thank, thank you. you. Take care. And you. And Caroline's Comedy Memory Lane series continues throughout the year. In the meantime, there's a reminder that our Comedy Writing Legends series also continues on Distinct Nostalgia. So far, we've been talking to Jan Etherington, who was the Comedy Writing Legend who penned Second Thoughts and Faith in the Future. And we also heard from Marks and Gran, Lawrence Marks and Morris Gran, who penned, among other things, Goodnight Sweetheart, Shine on Harvey Moon and, of course, Birds of a Feather. You can hear both of those interviews on Distinct Nostalgia now. Distinct Nostalgia is produced by MIM and there are loads more excellent shows to listen to on our website. Danny Rogers recalls growing up with 321's Dusty Bin. So my first encounter with Dusty Bin was my dad sort of wheeling him out as a young boy. I had no clue what this thing was. And I was frightened, of course. But as it went on, I was like, oh, this is my new best friend. <laughs> and I was one of the lucky few that actually had one in their bedroom. Cathy Gorey discusses the legacy of Rosemary, the telephone operator. Hello, hello. I had an effect on a bunch of Gen Xers. Or maybe I was their first female crush or something. But I meet men, some of them quite powerful now, who grew up watching me. You you know, watching Rosemary rather but I thought this is nuts and they let me do pretty much what I wanted to do everything was always rhyming some you call the police department talk Hong Kong and that's that's what I thought Rosemary would sound like and John Boy himself talks about his childhood with the Waltons it was really one of the great ensemble TV shows I mean we had 11 regulars and although the story was told from John Boy's point of view one of the great things about the show was the main story could be about the little 
littlest kid one week, or it could be about the grandparents. So you had all this wonderful generational comprehensiveness about it. And so I would call it first and foremost a great ensemble. These programs and many more are available at distinctnostalgia.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to be notified whenever a new episode becomes available. And if you like what we do, then please consider supporting us on Patreon. Every penny helps us to make even more amazing content just for you. Go to distinctnostalgia.com and click on the donate button. Thank you for listening and bye for now. Distinct Nostalgia is brought to you in partnership with Life Rooms and Mersey Care NHS Foundation Trust. We've lots of activities for you to do at home at liferooms.org. Staying well, staying home.